You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are on our third series and uh, truly this is an exciting series for all of us. Eight weeks. You know, the first week I also had the opportunity to uh, preach the Word. We talked about the Word of God. And then last week, we had Pastor Ryan here uh, preached about uh, the kingdom of God, the second parable. And uh, this afternoon, we are going to have another wonderful time. You know, this is a wonderful time, great time, not because that I am the one who's speaking before you. But, you know, there's such an atmosphere of faith this afternoon. You know, during that time of worship, we truly felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Lord. And uh, we are truly expectant as well, you know, for a ministry uh, you know, uh, God touching, touching our hearts, speaking to us today. Not because of the powerful words that I may be saying, but it is the power of the Word of God who will be speaking and, and uh, who will be ministering to you. The reason why we're studying this series is so that we will have a deeper understanding and appreciation of the parables of Jesus Christ, causing us to apply and to grow in our character. In the same way that Jesus was speaking to the people then in parables, you know, it is still the same up until now. Now it really depends. Papano bato? How, how, why are you speaking in so many illustrations? Why don't you just go ahead and uh, say what you want to say? Why do you have to tell us, you know, about this and that? That really depends on how we are relating to our uh, one and only God. If we truly have a relationship with Him, then even if He speaks in parables to us, we would understand you know, the message that He is trying to convey to us. Today we're going to talk about the lost son, the parable of the lost son. And uh, in, in, in some other, other translations, what they use there is the parable of the prodigal son. So later on, I'm going to uh, just give you a uh, short definition of what prodigal means. But lost meaning he was previously found. And then as we go on through the story, uh, we'll be able to know why. Okay? But now I'd like to relate it with this. You know, I, am a, I am a father myself. I have uh, three children and my, my, my daughter is here. And that they know, and even my wife, you know, how she treats, how we treat our children. It's really with, with so much love, so much care. You know, we put in so much value uh, in them. Our eldest and our daughter, you know, they're, they're, they're just one year apart. And uh, when they were smaller kids, uh, the Glorietta now was not yet the, 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 the Glorietta then, you know. Hindi ko lang kung inabot niyo yung quad. Q-U-A-D. Okay. So it was quad, and then it became Glorietta, and then that was the start when, when they used to have Glicos. I don't know if you remember Glicos. Okay, well, up on time zone, but glucose was already there. And there's this, uh, you know, uh, this, this certain path that we go to. You know, when, when one of our, my kids, they, they're three and four. They were about three and four. Um, when one of them would tell me, you know, please carry me. You know, make, carry me. My feet are aching. You know, and I would carry them. And then the other one would also say, please carry me. You know, they're, they're both of the same weight. Ang hirap. You know, hindi kayo magaan, ha? Anong bibigat ninyo? Pero sige, let, let, let me do that. I'll, I'll carry you both. Because that's how I express my, my, my love and concern to them. You know, kahit napapagod ka na. You, you know, when you're a parent, somehow, yung, even the things that we say, susubo mo na lang, ibibigay mo pa sa kanila. 
You know, that's how a parent or a father uh, relates to their children. One time we were uh, doing some, uh, you know, shopping. And Christmas time, landmark, uh, one, my eldest son, you know, he was, he was running around and sobrang likot niya noon talaga. And, and you know how dresses were uh, being put in, in, in piles before, pero may mga parang hanger na ganon. And then he would go inside there and then I would find him where he is. Kasi malingat ka lang, the, the other boy will go there and then my daughter would just say, please don't stay there. You know, I need to look for your kuya. And he would hide, and then, you know, he would show up, and then, ganon. Tapos later on, and then he hid again, and then I said, you know, he's gonna show up anyway. Um, never mind. <laughs> and I was finding, I was trying to find him, calling, Joko, Joko, where are you? And then, walang response. You know, I was, I, I nagulat ako, parang, naku, nawala na yata. And then later on, I heard this cry, Dad! Yun yung, yung parang yung ah, humihina ng humihina because he was at the escalator. Pababa na siya. So when I heard that voice, I ran to the escalator and then sabi ko nga, Joko! Alam mo yung sa drama sa TV, Joko! Diba? Ah! Siya naman yung ganun, parang lumala yung ganyan. Ano? Parang may kumatok sa ulo ko, hoy, takbuhin mo na. Ay, pinapanood mo pa eh. Diba? I ran to him, I got him, that was a good 15-20 minutes. Ang tagal! Parang you, when you lose sight of your, your, your kid, di ba, for even for one minute, your heart is, is pounding and then you just don't know what to do. That's how valuable our children are to us. I don't know how you value your, your, your relationships with other people as well. Pero this is what the story is all about. You know, valuing relationships, valuing, you know, the, uh, us as children. You know, God values us so much that He does not want any one of us, you know, to be lost. Not out of His sight, only in His presence. I'm going to read a short scripture from Luke 15:24. Can you all stand with me? This is all part of the, uh, the parable. Just one verse, verse 24. At the count of three, let's read it all together. One, two, three. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, God, that uh, even in, you know, in any given situation, there is indeed celebration for us. But there was you know, reason uh, for you to celebrate, Lord, when, when, when children have been found, your sons or daughters have been found, when we return to you, Lord, there's indeed celebration. Allow us uh, to be able to see something, Lord, in this uh, uh, preaching for this afternoon. Allow us, uh, again, Lord God, even cause our hearts to be open to receive your word, your wonderful word, your powerful word. Lord Jesus Christ, we declare you as the most important person uh, in our lives and indeed we in everything that we do we just want to give you all glory all all honor and all praise in jesus name we pray amen, amen. here we have three parables actually if you're going to look at uh, luke 15 uh, jesus starts off with two shorter parables before he went to the parable of the lost son in fact 
Jesus was uh, giving a picture, you know, in that sense that God Himself is a patient and compassionate Father who welcomes our repentance with great rejoicing. Our repentance also is vividly depicted as coming to realize the foolishness, you know, the things that we are doing, unsatisfying nature of living apart from the, uh, from the Father. Now again, what made Jesus uh, say these parables? What happened at the time? You know, in, in verse 1 and 2, verses 1 and 2, uh, it, it says there that tax collectors, sinners, were all drawing near to Him. These people were being attracted, you know, they, they, or, or Jesus uh, was, was, was able to attract these people. Um, probably they were also saying, this man, you know, he's really talking sense. He's making sense. Then rather the, all these priests, all the Pharisees, all the teachers of the law, that all they do was to con- condemn us. But this man, he speaks life. He speaks encouragement. And the Pharisees and the scribes, they grumbled saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. They were bothered that Jesus associated with these people. You know how it was that they were arguing. They kept arguing with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're also going to read some verses in chapter 14, Jesus also had conversations with the Pharisees. He asked them, is it unlawful to heal on a Sabbath? Because for the Pharisees, you know, they, they, when it's a Sabbath day, you know, you cannot do anything. You cannot work. You cannot stand up. You cannot even push the button of the elevator. You can't do anything. And then he goes on also to ask, what if a son, what if a son or an ox falls into a well on a Sabbath day? Will you not uh, immediately pull him out? On both occasions, on both questions, they did not say anything. They did not say anything. They were quiet. They were still probably wondering, what, what is this guy going to do next? You know, or what am I going to, what are we going to ask this Jesus again? Three parables that he read. First up, he, he, he read the parable, uh, or he, he gave a story of the lost sheep. And then he goes on to say that suppose that you have 100 sheep and you lose one of them. Will you not leave the 99 in the open and go after the one sheep until you find it? And then when you have found that sheep, you know, will you, it, it, it's, it's a, you know, a rejoicing moment. You will joyfully put it on your shoulder and then, and then, then go home. And then what he said was, when you find the sheep, you then go call your friends because it's celebration time. A sheep was lost out of a hundred. And probably us, we would probably lose count of, of, of the people that we are, you know, the, probably under our care. And sometimes when one or two of them just wanders away, we don't care. But Jesus was saying, hey, be compassionate. Even if one sheep is lost, you will have to go after it. He goes on now to, uh, probably in their, they, they were uh, um, somehow processing it in their minds, the Pharisees, you know. And then Jesus goes on to say, let me give you another story. This is the parable of the lost coin. Suppose a woman has ten silver coins and she loses one. 
Does she not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? I don't know how some some of you do it, you know, not only women, but ako, maano ako sa gamit eh. Well, eat the marbles, I used to keep marbles before. And I know how many marbles I have. And I know their shapes, I know which one has yung, yung basag na, you know, I, I know their colors. And when, when, when you look at, when I look at my box and even one is missing, I really do everything to find it. And, and, and that's how somehow yung, yung principle, when you lose a coin, diba, will you not even light a lamp and then sweep the whole house and search for it? In the same reaction, when you find it, you also call your friends and neighbors and then say, rejoice with me. I found my lost coin. Para naman sa iba, coin. Luma na yan eh. Five, five centavo coin, yung bulaklak pa nung araw. Naalala nyo ba yan? We used to have a five centavo coin before. That's like a flower. And then now Jesus uh, moves to the next parable, the parable of the lost son. Somehow, take a muna, hindi pa nila nagigets. They, they don't understand, you know what I'm saying. Pero siyempre, Jesus was not saying that. But he goes on to say, uh, to tell the next uh, parable, the lost son. And then in this parable, you know, this, this third parable deepens and expands the message that he is trying to tell them. God here is pictured, you know, again, as a patient and compassionate father who just welcomes everyone to, uh, you know, our repentance with so much rejoicing. And then this is how he, he gave this parable now. And somehow we, we, we can... We should also, you know, relate with this story. As I was doing, as I was preparing this, parang sabi ko, Allah, parang ako rin ito. We just don't realize it. That we may be not the, the, the lost son, but we may be like the other brother. Tinatamaan ako dito. And my intention is not for, for everyone to, ah, okay, ako nga yun. Hindi, hindi, hindi. We're not doing that. I would not like uh, uh, to become a, 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 a Pharisee na yung, I would just point fingers at you at sabihin ko lang, kasi ganito kayo eh. Hindi, ganito tayong lahat before. That is somehow how we started. We have been lost at the time. But now we know that we are found. But again, everything starts with you know, us making unlikely decisions. We make an unlikely decision. This, this son, he made an unlikely decision. Born out of rebellion. Born out of selfishness. It is born out of him being self-centered. Now, in, in uh, verses 11 to 13, it says here, well, it starts off with a story that there was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of, uh, of property that is coming to me. In other words, you know, there is something that is due me. I know that. Please give it to me right now. I need it. Uh, and he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered. He squandered his property in reckless living. Just going back to verse 12, sometimes we, 
seeing this younger brother or this young son like us, we have this sense of feeling of entitlement. I am already a Christian. Lord, I am already doing all these things. I even, in fact, after worship, you know, I stand up here and exhort the people. You know, somehow, I, I, I feel entitled. I, I, I feel like something is due me. I need something. You know, you need to do something for me. For this, for this father, you know, it may be a shocking request. It was like he was saying, you know, I wish that you were already dead so that I can give it to me. But give it to me anyway. Culturally speaking, when you, when you know that you have an inheritance, you cannot just get it while your father is still alive. You know, when, when, when the father is dead, and then he, they will be able to now uh, distribute the inheritance. Question for us is, how have we been entitled somehow? Or have we been entitled somehow in the things that we are doing? What demands are we saying or are we doing so that you know, we make God our Father feel that, Lord, you... There is something do me. You have to give it to me. But yet in this act, even in, in that kind of attitude, the father graciously fulfilled the request, giving him this full share. At that time, you know, culturally again, everything is not divided really equally, but if you are a younger son, you just get one-third of the total estate. Your kuya gets two-thirds. A double portion, but he doesn't care. Just give me my share and let me just do anything what I want. Now, this act pictures also all sinners who waste their uh, our potential privileges and refuse any relationship with God. Remember this guy, you know, he opted to stay out of his, his father's presence or your father's household, so that he may be able to do whatever that he wants. But things were still given anyway. Aren't we just wondering why there is still so much grace upon this guy? Aren't we also, you know, even thinking that even in, at times in our foolishness, there's still so much grace that God is giving us? In verse 13, Scripture, uh, this verse, used the word squandered. It means it's he, he recklessly, he, 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 uh, he recklessly used up just everything. He used it up in a foolish manner. He was not thinking, no investments. Basta, bala na. What only can, kung ano yung pwedeng magbigay lang ng joy sa akin ngayon. Don't even bother me. Wag mo, okay, makikialam ko anong gagawin ko dito. Let me just have my share. The younger son took his share, left, abandoning, abandoning his father, heading into a life of iniquity. He was reckless. In the NIV, the word reckless there was uh, is uh, wild. So parang nagano siya, wild living siya extravagant I'll do what I want to do wag nyo kong pakialaman unlikely decisions will lead to unlikely situations 
in, in verses 14 to 16, it says here that when he had spent everything, a severe famine you know, arose in that country and he began to be in need. Siguro, if, if, if we were not Christians, the word that we will be using there is that nakarma ka ano. Ayan tuloy nangyari sa'yo. Hindi, hindi, hindi. <laughs> Let's not use that word. He began to be in need. Verse 15 says, So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate and no one gave him anything. Just realize, if we make unlikely decisions, if everything is born out of rebellion, this is what may happen to people. There is or there will be unlikely situations. Don't you just realize, you know, feeding pigs, even at, or not only at the time, but even at this time, it's the worst sort of degradation. It's the worst sort of degradation, you know, just imaginable for the Jewish uh, audience at the time. Parang what? Magpapakain ka ng pigs? Babu yan eh. Mamaya makukuha niya yung sinabi ko. <laughs> they were the worst sort of unclean animals. Now, sabi dito that according also to Moses' law, pigs were unclean, as mentioned in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Pigs could not be eaten or used as sacrifices at the time. Now, pigs are being eaten. At sinasabi natin, we are sacrificing. Diba? Dahil napakasarap ng lechon. But pigs are unclean animals. If, if we are going to look at his at, at his state at the time that he was still with his father, you know, siguro sa kanya, you know, I, I will not even do that. I will not even come closer to the pig pen. Ang baho niyan. But now he, in his desperation, you know, he, he, he was saying that, please naman, even what the pigs are eating, I will try to eat. Do you know the pods? The pigs can digest it. Kasi food talaga yan ang pig. But for human beings, you cannot digest a pod. That's just how desperate he was. Because he already knew that, oh no, you know, I made a mistake. I did something. I don't want to go back to my father first. I don't want to go and ask for you know, a, a, a another chance. Or I, I don't want to repent. He might not accept me. So I'd rather try to do this. In his desperation to, to eat something that the pigs eat, he was already at his lowest point. And sometimes, don't we, don't we just realize, when we also make unlikely decisions, we fall or it, it turns into an unlikely situation. When we allow ourselves you know, to, to be far away from the Lord, our tendency is, lalo tayong lalayo. Hindi tayo automatic na yung Lord, please forgive me. Lagi natin sinasabi, nakakahiya kay Lord. Even with our earthly parents, earthly fathers, earthly mothers, 
What's the tendency of children? Instead of immediately, you know, acknowledging that they have made a mistake, they will try to hide things. We tried to hide things before. And then, kakatago, kakatago, kakatago natin. It piles up until now. It's a very, very big mess. And that is probably what he was thinking about. And Jesus was explaining this to them. You know, some of you, you just don't realize you're like this lost son. You know, in, in, if, if only you know that the simplest way to be with our Father is just to acknowledge your sin and to come to Him. That's it. But this guy, was, he, was, he was thinking that I already got one-third, one-third of my Father's wealth. Ano pa yung mukhang ihaharap ko sa kanila? Susumbatan ako ng kuya ko. Diba, yun ang, that's, that's what we uh, always say. What other people thinks about me or will think about me. What other people will say about me. People will always fall into shame and, and, and all the more that they will go far away. No one gave him anything. No one gave him anything. There's nothing else already that he could do. He was already at the bottom of the barrel, so to speak. But yet, he chooses to continue on. Let me try to do something. But he has already made the decision to be far away from his father. Alienate himself from his father. And that's how also we are to our Heavenly Father. We alienate ourselves every time that we commit sin. Again, we, that's what I am going to reiterate over and over again in this message. Instead of coming to Him, we stay far away from Him. In verses 17 to 19, it says here, But when He came to Himself, bumalik na siya sa dati niyang wisho. He came to Himself and then He said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. Buti pa yung mga servants ng father ko. You know, buti pa yung ibang, ano, those who are helping out my father in his farm, in his land, you know, everything they can eat, they can sleep in a comfortable bed. But here I am, trying to fit myself in a pig pen or even in the streets, in the corner. I just don't know what to do. Verse 18, I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, you know, he was already constructing, you know, the words that he will be saying. Talagang iniisip na niya. I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. Now, the good thing about this is that he, he, he now uh, regrets everything that he has done and has came to repentance. And he was already say, you know, uh, building up his, everything in his mind. Maybe my father will, will also, you know, he will, maybe my father will, will be convinced that when I come to him, yung kawawa naman ako, please patawarin mo ko. But he was already doing all these things, thinking of these things. Verse 19, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. I will allow myself, please treat me as one of your hired servants. And, and, and 
also in, in our relation to God, we allow ourselves to be uh, just like being enslaved. You know, the Lord does not want us to be His slaves. No, the Lord does not want us to, uh, you know, just do something for me so that I can forgive you. Maybe if you do all these good works, I will forgive you. But that was not the case. That was not the case. And then Jesus went on to say this story. From an unlikely decision, experiencing an unlikely situation, he didn't realize that there will be an unlikely reception. Alam natin yung, yung, yung feeling when, when we broke something. You know, before, uh, my, my brother and I, when we used to horse around uh, in the house of uh, my, my grandma, and uh, uh, my aunt, you know, she came out, and, ah, Chica! Ganun yung sigaw niya sa amen. Be careful, you might break my, you know, yung ganun. Oh, I forgot, uh, a pot or something. And we just didn't mind, we just didn't mind uh, <laughs> my, my aunt's uh, shouting. Well, we went on, she, she went inside her room, and then we went on, my brother and I, ah, we were shouting, horsing around. Uh, and then finally, when I jumped on his back, I hit that pot and I broke it. Oh. 20 steps, you know, just going, yung, yung going down that house, 20 steps. I, I don't remember anymore how I, how I went down. It was as if within a second, shh, yung, tinalun ko yata siya. And for, siguro, many weeks, I didn't know. So, <laughs> how am I going to show our, our, our faces? How am, are we going to show our faces to my aunt? But there was also an unlikely reception. You know, she called us, you know, okay, that's fine. Never mind, you broke it. It's just a piece of stuff. And the Lord is, 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 is the same to us. The same to this son. How that father, you know, received his son. Verse 20, he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, Malayu pa. It's probably, you know, I can just imagine that, that, that place. It's, it, it might be like a desert, you know, it's a, it, it's a land na seemingly na endless siya. All you see is sand. All you see is wind, uh, yung, yung gumaganon, mixing up with the sand. Parang may sandstorm, pero far away off palang. His father saw him and he felt compassion and ran and embraced and kissed him. Just imagine the risk that this young son had to take. Will he be accepted or not? But his father, showing so much love, he felt that compassion. He ran and embraced him and then he kissed him. Clearly, the father was waiting. The father was waiting. If I had a lost, oh, hopefully they will not get lost. But someone who I truly love, you know, they, they just walk away. I will be waiting. I will be waiting. Our God also waits. Waiting for his son's or his daughter's return. You know, it when, talagang when, when, when he looks so far, or yung, yung, uh, when he looks really very, very far, parang alam niyo yung malayo ang tingin. Maliit palang. It's my son who's coming, running to him, embracing him. 
Now, this is the magnificent attribute of God that, that, that really sets Him apart from all the other false gods. He's not indifferent or hostile, but our God is a Savior by nature. He longs to see sinners repent and rejoicing when they do. In verse 21 to uh, uh, 22, it says here, The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. You know, yung naisip mo na yung sasabihin mo, di ba? And I just, Father, please, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And, and supposedly, the father would say, What else? But he was like saying, shh, 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 shh. The father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe. Put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. There was a different response. Nagsasal- nagsasalita ka pa lang, parang yung sa drama to sa, ano eh, sa movie. Father, shh. <laughs> Father, shh. Father, just don't speak. I will accept you. I will love you. My love has never changed. And, and, and yung, yung, yung mga gift that the Father requested, the robe, it is only reserved for the guest of honor, for, the, for, for a visitor, for, for someone who's really very, very special. He puts it on His Son. A ring, it symbolizes authority. When the son was already ready to become a slave, and then all of a sudden the father asks the, the other people to put a ring on him. He is authority in this place. And the shoes or the sandals, they were not usually worn by slaves. Therefore, it signified that his full restoration was given. Restoration of sonship. You belong here, my son. And then in in verses 23 and 24, Bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive. He is alive again. He was lost and then now he is found. And then they began to celebrate. Again, fattened calf. This is only reserved for the most special of occasions. Kung tayo yun eh, eh bumalik ka naman eh, dito ka naman eh, huwag ka na mag-fattened calf. Doon ka na lang sa fattened dog o kaya fattened pig. Fat na eh, naging pig na, naging fat pa eh, ba? Pero this is a fattened, fattened calf that is reserved for special occasions. A son came home. Heaven is re- the, the whole household was really rejoicing. It is a sacrifice of a feast of a, a, a great celebration. And then all these things symbolizes the lavishness of salvation's blessings. When someone comes into repentance, comes before the Lord, the Lord will not ask any questions. He will not even ask us to, you know, sige nga, one by one, let me know ano ba yung mga kasalanan mo, hindi na. It doesn't matter anymore. The son may have left out of selfishness, 
But God's great love reaches out and finds sinners no matter why or how they got lost. It is not important to the Lord. For as long as we come to Him, ask for forgiveness, receive His love. I know that probably elementary, grade school, high school, we read this parable. And it may have not made sense to us. Probably we were just focusing on the lost son. Some have forgotten about the other one, yung brother. Some may also have forgotten, oh, it's also because of the father. But this is a whole story altogether. The parable also includes the lost brother. The older one who tells his father, Nayun, I've been here all the time. But you never gave me. You know, I've been slaving for you. And this is all I get in return. You know, in fact, itong brother na ito, itong older brother, he brought the father shame by not getting inside the house when he was saying that celebrate. Nandito na yung kapatid mo. Don't you want to be with us? Sometimes we may feel that way as well. When there is a brother or a sister that is lost, we are not celebrating with them. Because we're saying, then Lord, eh, ikaw naman yun eh. Hindi naman sa akin yan. Hindi, everyone has to celebrate. We will all have to celebrate. There's also the part of the prodigal father. Kanina, I, I, I mentioned that you know, we, I'll also give a, uh, a short definition of what prodigal is. Prodigal is being extravagant. This lost son, he was a prodigal son. He was extravagant. He was lavish in all his spending, in all the things that he wasted away. But there is also the prodigal father who extravagantly, who excessively, who generously, who lavishly, who richly, who abundantly gave that love. This son received love. So much love. A love that he did not expect. A love that's not really worth giving. But the father, being prodigal himself, turning the other way around, he just gave it anyway. And for us, regardless, whether we are like the lost son, whether we are like the lost brother, our God the Father extravagantly pours out His love upon us all. On the three parables, Jesus always ended with celebration. In the parable of the lost uh, sheep, He said that just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who need no repentance. He says that again in the next parable. In verse 10, he says, Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And then he ends the parable of the lost son with this. For this my son was dead and is alive again. You know, he was lost. But now he is found. And then everyone, 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 they began to celebrate. 
how are we celebrating with the Lord when a brother is found? How are we celebrating with the Lord when a sister is found? We just don't know that other people are also celebrating when we come to the Lord, when we ask for forgiveness, when we just, you know, acknowledge that, yes, Lord, we have sinned, whether we are a Christian or not. We have to acknowledge. Acknowledge that we have offended a holy, a mighty, and great God. But here He is with open arms. He will just receive us. In Psalm 103, verses 10 to 12, a declaration. And it says here that He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His steadfast love towards those who fear Him. Towards those who fear Him. And then it goes on to say, As far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove our transgressions from us. Ganun ho kalayo. It doesn't matter if you broke a pot. It doesn't matter if you, 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 you've done some things na yung... Let me not say it anymore. You know what you went through. But Scripture tells us, as far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove our transgressions from us. And I'd like to end with Ephesians 3, 16-19. to 19. The Apostle Paul was declaring, he was praying in fact, And he says that, I pray that out of His glorious riches that He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in our hearts. Let me make that personal. Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. And that we pray that being rooted and established in love that we may have power together with all the saints to grasp to understand how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. There may be some of us who are here this afternoon. You know it. God knows it. I don't know it. I don't know what you're going through. There may be something or things that you have been committing, doing, I don't know. But this may be the right time, the right moment. Today, today is the time to come to God just like the lost son. The lost son who came to his senses. We should come to our senses to to realize that there is nothing further that we can do for ourselves. That we cannot do anything. They cannot do anything for ourselves to bring us closer to the Lord. Not unless we recognize our sin and then we repent and then receive His love. Can you all bow down your heads? If that that is you. Just with 
anyone, you know, don't look around. Don't mind the person next to you. Would you please raise your hand so that I can pray for you? Anyone at all who wants to acknowledge that, yes, indeed, Lord, I have I've done a lot of things. And I have not yet come to my senses, and not until today, is to realize that I just need to come before you. Recognize I am also raising up my hand. Please, wagu mahihiya. This is not between you and me. This is between you and the Lord. Father, for those people who are raising up their hands, or for those of uh, those people who are just they know it in their heart. Yes, that's me. That's me. They acknowledge. They are acknowledging right now. Lord, we acknowledge our sin. We acknowledge the things that we have done. We acknowledge, Lord, all, 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 all. How we have squandered, so to speak, the things that you've uh, provided for us. Lord, we come to you now. We come to you now, full repentance. Lord, and really committing ourselves into serving you, Lord, regardless of what we are going through, regardless of our situations. Lord, we will commit to serve you. We will commit to love you. We will worship you. We will worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Holy Spirit, would you touch their hearts? Would you touch their lives? Even right now, I'm declaring that the Lord is is, is doing something in your midst. The Lord is touching you. The Lord is ministering to you even right now. Thank you, Lord, that you are dropping that peace in their hearts, that there's so much compassion that you're showing upon them. Lord, you are praised. You are glorified. Your name is above every name. You're in full, you are in full control of everything. Lord, and we thank you for that. Please put down your hands. If, they, if there are some of you, just continue on to close your eyes. If there are some of you who have not yet received the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. You know, there's, there's some of you who are, you know, you've tried out this, this congregation, Uy, aircon dito. There's nice music, nice chairs, comfortable, but I have not yet given my life to, you have not yet given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, another opportunity, another invitation that I'd like to extend to you. If that is you, and you want, you know, uh, so to speak, the abundant life, the blessed life, but blessing is not only equated to material things. Blessing in everything, relationships, our relationship with the Lord, first and foremost, that is already a blessing. And you want that. Please raise your hand. I will pray for you. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge my sin. And I thank you that there was even no, no question that you have asked us or anything that you have you know, allowed us to do first before you have accepted us. At once, you made the commitment to die for us, to free us from our, from our sin and other sickness, other bondages, and everything else, Lord, that has caused us trouble. Lord, even right now, I open up my heart to you. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, I pray for this woman. Lord, thank you indeed for her life. Thank you for her commitment. Thank you indeed, Lord, that you will truly show her. Show her, Lord God, even in her boldness. 
great and mighty things. Lord, she will not only be receiving blessings for herself, but even for her family. Would you grant her, Lord, success in every way? Would you grant her favor in every way? Bless that woman, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.